Hi, I'm Reggie Cathy, and you're listening to the original Outcast podcast. And welcome to the Outcast Podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite show and comic book. My name is Claire Wolf. It's nice to be back with you. And with me this week is my favorite Mike Cruz, Mike Cruz. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> I was looking at my phone. Uh, Typical millennial. Um, So today, for our listeners, we are going to be discussing episode 207 and 208 of Outcast season two. For our U.S. listeners, um, unfortunately, uh, we're going to talk about this. So fair warning. Um, But uh, and as we are waiting for updates on when the show will be arriving here stateside, um, you can go to skybound.com. I actually did this this morning. I signed up to be an insider. And on the new Skybound website. On the, yeah, on the it's, new it's Skybound new. website. It's fancier and cleaner and shinier. It looked great. And um, so anyway, I did that. And as a result, I get access to the long form interviews that we do here. And I know I talk about it every week, but I'm going to do it again. You should definitely sign up for the Skybound Insider, which is free. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and listen to that extended conversation with showrunner Chris Black. He's the best. And it was an awesome conversation. It was. I really, I, I don't say that because of me. I just say because he is great. Also, I think I think Patrick's in Tokyo right now uh-huh. or something, or he's somewhere in the world. He's jet-setting around the world um, because they're not shooting. Um, but when he gets back, I've I've started to plot a Patrick uh, Fugit, Gabe Bateman outing that I'm really hoping happens at some point. Good. I think it'll make a really fun like road trip adventure interview. I love that. (laughs) I love that. That definitely needs to happen. Um, uh, So we'll keep you posted on that as well. Um, Should we hop into episode 207? Yeah, absolutely. So um, episode 207, I'm sorry, I'm I'm getting all the episodes confused. Well, here, I'll I'll help because I have, oh, go ahead. uh, Sorry. Uh, I I was also going to say I feel really bad before we start because... I'm getting a lot of questions from our insiders on our Facebook page and from people on Twitter uh-huh. as to when Outcast Season 2 starts in the U.S. Yeah. And I don't know the answer. I know, guys. We, we still don't, don't we have the don't answer. Know. I mean, I know we say that every time, but <laughs> we're totes not lying. We're we just not lying. don't know. Um, so hang in there. Whoa. And you still have the comic book. Yes. And the n- issue... This uh, issue number two, 28. Issue number 28 uh, comes out next week, next Wednesday. Very excited. Uh, just as a little sneak peek, it has a scary cover. It is a very, it says a really cool cover. It's on the website. It's, oh, on, okay. the, it's on skyway.com. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the. The Rev. The Rev back in, in a congregation, which relates to the episodes we're talking oh, about. Oh, yes. Maybe in a way. I, uh, I haven't read it yet, but I think it's probably related in some way to the episodes we just watched. Yeah, Tanya and I were talking about this last week, how like everything is getting confused in our brains. Yeah. Um, so it is kind of hard to keep it because the show and the comic are so different. They're now so different. Yeah. Especially with the end of 207. Uh-huh. And the end of 208. Okay, so let's yeah, get into it. It's cray. All right, so start with two hundred seven. Um, basically, okay. So my first first thing I have written is Kyle finds Allison, tells her they got to get the f out of town. Yep. So, oh, right. This is the one where that starts with like Kyle literally bleeding out, like yes. running into his house, being like, "Baby, mama, baby, let's go. We got a rock and, and then, roll." And then everybody shows up at the same yes. time. Everyone's like. Coincidentally, we're here to also run away. Yes. Uh, well, you got to do what you got to do. Okay. Let's talk about Dr. Park and uh, Sydney. Yes. Their relationship is growing a bit strained, I would say. Yes. And in the beginning, the, uh, Sydney wants Dr. Park to open up this child that has that was murdered by Aaron. Right. Who's the outcast Correct. that he had like creeped up in the that's in a, right in the basement he, kind of being held hostage and then um and was sort of taking the life force out of and 
you know, Dr. Park's like, dude, this is why, like what, this is dumb. Right. You're making me look for like a spirit energy exactly. in my body. Like even like, you know, better than this. Why am I, you making me waste my time? And he's also like, council is not going to like this dude. Right. And so Sydney's like, I don't care. Cause Sydney is getting desperate. Sydney's getting very desperate. And so here's where I, I'm assuming I'm making a grand assumption here that the rules of the world mm-hmm. are consistent across both mediums. Yes. That while the character choices and like everything in the plot is different, yes. the rules of the world are the same. So I feel like we're getting a lot more exposition on the mythology from the TV show uh-huh. than we're getting from the comic book uh-huh. right now. So I'm putting all that mythology together. Okay. And what we learn from Sydney is that the human body as a vessel for this dark energy, these demons, yeah. isn't capable of sustaining them. So they are all dying. Mm-hmm. And that's why they want the Great Merge, because the Great Merge somehow solidifies that union, and then they won't all be dying. Right. Um, so Sydney's dying, and he's super desperate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's been dying for a while. And meanwhile, uh, across town, Rose. Let's talk about Rose Giles. Oh, man, Rose Giles. Rose Giles, Such girl. a different character. Uh yeah. Well, not possessed. Nope. Starting with that. Yep. Not possessed. And and going all like Sarah Connor. She is just like, if nobody else is going to do this, I'm going to do it. She killed Evelyn she in did. a previous episode. She shot her right in the head, which was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and now she confronts Kat Ogden in this episode. And, you know, Kat's like, and Rose says later in the episode, she was my best friend. Mm-hmm. But she, Rose, I mean, Rose takes a shot. I don't know if it's that she's a bad shot or if she was nervous or didn't really want to kill Kat. But either way, there's a, there's a kerfuffle and Kat falls off the ledge and goes splat. Yeah, I loved how awkward that kerfuffle was. It was very awkward. Because I was like, these two women are not ninjas, right? It's right, like no. two older women the, from a small town in the south like if they're gonna fight this is it's it's almost like when uh when the first bridget jones's diary yes. came out and everyone was like they had a real man mark fight darcy in and yeah. and yeah exactly this is like what two totally non-trained yeah. like random people would do uh it felt like that like these two women are desperate and this is life or death but at the same time like they don't know how to fight no not at <laughs> all not a, it was like awkward slapping around yeah and then and then cat so cat stumbles around and dies yeah this like badass or a Sarah Connor Rose I I get it and I'm into it and I and I get her I like get her I'm like yeah you know what like the world is fucked and we do have to take things in our own hands. But then I'm like, but then she gets super guilty about Kat. Right. And I'm a little bit like, girl, you just shot Evelyn in the I face. Know. Like, why are you so, I know she was your best friend. But still. But still, I think it's more, I think she's more mourning her best friend than like mourning the fact that she murdered someone. Right. Because I don't think, I think, I don't think she feels bad about murdering the demons. Yeah. I, no, not about the demons, for sure. She yeah. kind of sees it as like, this is what we have to do. Um, so while all that's going on, um, Rev and Megan are hanging out. So, yeah. And so, because so, Kyle runs away with his family, and the Rev and Megan go find... The lighthouse. The lighthouse. And, and the Rev, which Megan says, Megan kind of provides a little backstory. And, and through some of her dialogue, she sort of explains that the Rev has sort of been on the periphery of the Barnes family and Megan's family their whole lives, mm-hmm. right? Which, which I suppose is not a real revelation when you think about it. She's like the preacher, the right. town preacher. But it just, I don't feel like it's come up. A lot mm-hmm. that, you know, like this is a man who sort of has peripherally watched Kyle's dad leave or watch Kyle's, you know, this incident happen from afar and watch the mother go into a coma. And then Megan was saying, like, you know, my parents were followers of your church and they allowed all this stuff to happen. And it was just like it filled in a lot of history mm-hmm. between Megan and the Rev that I just wasn't aware of yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do think I do think that some of what Megan like was holding over her parents mm-hmm. in terms of them be of her being like your Christianity, your religion has done so little 
in terms of protecting me Mm -hmm. or this family? Are you upholding any kind of real values? Because you use it as this moniker to like, like persistently harp on rules and to like shroud over all of the ugly stuff, but the ugly stuff is still there and you're not dealing with it. And I think that in a lot of ways, this did kind of point to the Rev and say like, Sure, you've been trying to like literally exercise the demons from this town. And it happened to be that there are literal demons right. that you've been trying to exercise, but you missed all the figurative ones. Right. That's right. And you were supposed to be this I don't know. I mean, his his role in the town is is supposed to be that of guidance. Yeah. And and I yeah, I mean, I get I get that. And it's got to be hard for Megan to be like How'd you miss so much? You're supposed to be a leader. Right. Where were you? Sort of. You're so focused on the darkness. Right. That you're missing, like, the people around you that you're supposed to help. And the real human darkness. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. So, um, and speaking of Giles, by the way, um, Giles kind of gets a knock on his door, and one of the officers is like, hey, you got to go to jail. Demon, demon, demon officer. Well, he's not a demon, is he? Oh, because isn't isn't uh, the, oh, the no. sheriff yes, 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 is yes, the yes. demon? The yeah. Is the demon. So this guy. I'm thinking of a scene that comes later. Yes, probably. Um, so Giles is in jail, and the sheriff, uh, the new sheriff lady, who's a demon, uh, she is. Oh, she's just like threatens Mrs. Giles essentially, yeah. and is just like, "You better watch out." Yeah, she threatens Rose, but she don't know what Rose is up to. Nope. She don't know that Rose is out there like shooting demons in the face. She sure <laughs> doesn't. Um, Not yet, at least. Yeah, that was yeah. So oh, that lady, uh, we'll get to her later. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. Meanwhile, Megan finds out at the lighthouse. Uh, she talks to Dakota, who's the blonde lady who sort of oversees everything. And they kind of have a heart to heart about what happened when they were both possessed. Yeah. So it, it turns out the lighthouse is sort of like a haven. Yes. For survivors. For 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 the depossessed. Yes. Which is interesting because the first question that they asked themselves that Kyle later asked himself and that I asked myself was like, who depossessed all y'all? Right. That's right. And, and we know from the comics that it was probably Simon. Right. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But but they reveal like, you know, Kat, or I'm sorry, um, uh, Megan is still really struggling with like what happened while she was possessed. Right. As is Giles, by the way. Yeah. I liked, I kind of liked how he said, you know, when Kyle was like, listen, this isn't your fault. Um, was that in this episode or the next episode? I think that was no, the that last was... one. Oh, was it? Yeah, because I think Giles, Giles in right. seven and eight You're pretty right. much is exclusively like, in jail and yep. then at home, like waiting yep. around to figure out where Rose You're is. You're totally right. And then so, Rose comes but out. in the past episode, I really liked how Kyle was like, Look, this wasn't your fault. Like, you have to understand it wasn't you. And Giles was like, Yes, it was. I should have fought harder. I should have whatever. And I think that that's a real, it's survivor's guilt. It is. You know? Absolutely. And, and, um, and so the idea that Megan is experiencing that and the idea that Dakota is there to be like, I ate a dude's face off. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just like, oh, <laughs> thanks, Dakota. Okay. <laughs> and so Megan's like, well, okay, that is also terrible. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the stakes are high is, I guess, what I'm saying. There's So there's part of me that has this thing about both Megan, Megan, Giles, and Allison, where I'm like, what is it going to take? And Megan's finally over the hump. Uh-huh. Megan's there. She's like, there are demons. I was possessed by a demon. Giles, I think, is still like, maybe? And Allison... Allison is still like, no, there's no demons, but something's wrong and something's going on. She's at least on board with like, I'm going to trust Kyle yep. and Megan and like, I'll bu- I'll buy that something bad is going on, but there's definitely no demons. And part of me is like, okay, what is it going to take? Like, I would have believed this by now. We- but, but then part of me is also like, I don't really know what it does take. Like if I, if someone came to me tomorrow and was like, Look, I'm 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 exercising people's demons. I think it would take a lot for them to of course. actually convince me. But like, I don't know. At this point, hasn't hasn't Allison seen enough? Hasn't Allison heard enough? 
I mean, obviously not, because she's still not believing it. Yeah. We get into this a little bit in the next episode as well, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get into in a second. But yeah, Allison's still, she's still not on board. She's trying. She's trying, she's though. Still I'm, 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 I'm glad that she's trying. So, okay. Giles is in jail. Okay. Let's talk about the council. So Sydney meets with the council. Yes. And they which, are. Which, unlike in the comic book, is not made up of a bunch of super old people. Yes. I liked how it was, it was a panel called diversity. It was a panel called diversity. (laughs) I mean, of all ages, ethnicities, genders, backgrounds. It was just, and I was like, cool, this is exactly what it should be. It was a cool council. I liked the, the, like, the token black kid millennial. Yes, with uh, his earbuds in. With his earbuds in. And Dr. Park is part of the council. Totally. So Dr. Park Dr. Park kind of, I think, sees his opportunity. I think at this point, Dr. Park has seen that Sydney, you know, if he looked up to Sydney at first, he's sort of, he, I think Dr. Park's just like, this dude's old. He's not looking at the future. Right. He's not looking at the potential. He can only see this one thing. Right. And maybe we should have a different approach here. Um, and so, you know, Sydney sort of disgraced like leaves this diner and is just hobbling back to his car. I mean, he can barely stand, mm-hmm. um, spitting up all that black goo. And then Dr. Park rolls up and he's like, here's your lunch. But he's such a jerk to him. Yeah. But also I liked, I, one thing I did really like about that kind of conversation was Dr. Park said, ours is an immigration saga. We shouldn't try and remake it. It was a very interesting philosophical discussion mm-hmm. a, about what I'm not drawing it to parallels in our universe. I'm just saying like for these demons or for these um, mer- like merged people who are waiting on the great merge, it seems like there are two very different ways to look at it. Dr. Park is like, let's look around. Like maybe we should try it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but what I got from Dr. Park was that he was saying, let's enjoy the world. Like, let's look around. Let's like, maybe this isn't, maybe it's not all about the great merge. Right. Right. And Sydney was like, no, it's all about the great merge. Yeah. I think that was definitely part of it. I think it's an interesting thing to have brought up because it continues to like drop those weird hints, like especially with what happens in the next episode uh-huh. and what's going on in the comic book in terms of Simon mm-hmm. and how much I feel like the mythology that he's given us is trustworthy mm-hmm. or not. And the ongoing, like, are the demons actually evil? Right kind of conversation that immigration and again not to draw parallels to our world but i think that like not even in the u.s like immigration is a concept in history yes yes. has always been about the migration of a of the other into someone else's space yes and these demons these entities these darkness being the other migrating into our space automatically is received with a negative reaction mm-hmm. with it being like resistance you, yeah with with you're changing things yes you're changing people we know you're changing the environment we enjoy you're infiltrating yep. our home yep of rome west virginia and you're making it a different place with your presence just with your presence yeah not even with your actions right because we then see that um in the next episode without getting too much into it we see that girl who's the waitress who is also possessed and has been possessed for a long time and is very much like, I'm going to keep my head in the sand. I'm just living my life. I'm just living my life. I'm not trying to get into any I'm not murdering anybody. I'm not eating anybody's face. I'm just here to be (laughs) a waitress. Yep. uh, A hot waitress. But there are also these sort of pieces of of the other coming in that feel that resistance and then feel the need to combat that with Mm -hmm. violence or with anger or with frustration of like, we're just trying to find a home too. Mm -hmm. Why can't you accept us? And that's been consistent, a consistent part of an immigration story, no matter what time period, what civilization, what groups of people you're looking at, uh, because change is scary. Mm Mm-hmm. And and there and nobody's explaining t- or talking to each other, right? And so it does put things into this weird perspective of like, again, are they really the bad guys? Um, is is there coming into our world a bad thing, or are there just bad 
ones of them. Sure. And then with what Sydney gets to in the next episode with his exposition as to like their history Mm -hmm. and their history in relation to like our religion that comes up, I think again. Yeah. But we'll get there. Yes. But I think that you make all very valid points and the struggle for one group to assimilate Mm-hmm. or not, or there's a give and take there is absolutely at play here. Right. Um, and the ability to merge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so let's talk about, uh, the, the episode kind of ends with, you know, two very different car- paths on the same road, essentially, or on the road at least. Yeah, uh, yeah so literally. Sydney is a, is in his car, He's having a bad coughing spell. He's really not doing well. And he crashes his car. And he... Um, Epically. Epic. I mean, that car crash was insane. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I didn't... I felt like... I was like, did he hit a ramp? Did he hit yeah, a tree? Yeah, I mean, like, that was... that was Epic is a great word I've for never it. been in a car crash. So I've never been in a car crash, but I have friends who have whose cars have literally spun Oof, like that. Yeah. And one, I'm always like, how are you alive? Like, I yeah. know people survive that in movies. And in television, but you don't survive that, right? But apparently you do. And two, I'm always like, but how? Yeah. Like, how did it go from, like, you were going forward to you were in the air spinning with, like, a swerve? It was like, I, insane. <laughs> but it does happen. And poor old Sydney, he survives. He barely makes it out. A nice lady picks him up on the road, gives him a ride. But... Twist. Twist. Uh, We find out at the end of the episode that the Rev, as he spies Dakota, sort of doing something shady, um, he he finds out that Sydney is like in the chair. Yeah. He so he thinks that Dakota is up to some weird demon shit in the basement Mm -hmm. uh, because it looks a lot like Sydney's bunker from from before. Um, But instead, she has. Sydney tied up in that chair and it looks exactly like that chair from it issue 26 sure 25 26 where where the rev does his uh d like turns Sydney into he a pez dispenser his, well spoilers if you haven't <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you're listening this far I don't know podcast. I don't know but yeah so that so there's that so that's setting up a huge thing mm-hmm. that is in the comic books um and meanwhile Kyle Allison and Amber out on the road, Kyle's super paranoid. They've been wandering through the forest, and then here comes mean old lady sheriff. Okay, so Kyle and and Allison and Amber are running away from town. Yes. He's trying to get them out of town, away from danger. Yes. Because that's what Kyle does is run away. And Allison's like, this is crazy. No one's following us. They get to that police, mm-hmm. like, a blockade. A blockade. And she's finally like, all right, that's weird. Yeah. And so they start <laughs> running through the woods, yeah. which I, I totally understand. I but didn't like, know if on foot was the best way to go. I, I get it. Like, there's no other way True. to get around the blockade if they blockaded the entire town. And most of those are like one town, two town, two road towns. One road, two road towns. So right. there's only like a couple choices to actually get out of town. Right. But that, that said, like how far did they think they were going to get? Especially with Amber. Right. Um, Exactly. But I love, I can say that in this episode, I loved Amber. Yeah. I'm loving Amber this whole season, but like, she's just like, mom, like the demons, they're real. I have the, like, yeah, just, just accept it. Let's move on. Mom. Mom. It's, Talk to me like I'm an adult, yeah. like she says in a couple episodes before, right? Yeah, if she just, needs to say that to her mama. It's just a thing, you know? Yeah. It's their demons. Let's, so, let's deal with it. <laughs> so they get caught up by the lady sheriff, and the lady sheriff is like up to no good and brings them out, and they're surrounded mm-hmm. by all of these people, but Kyle sort of manages to fight. Oh, no, Bob swoops in. Yeah. Bob swoops in. In another, like, epic car moment yes yes indeed so bob comes in to sort of save the day and kyle and the lady sheriff sort of get into it but and and correct me if i'm wrong but i thought we were supposed to gather that kyle was too weak to exercise her essentially like because it's starting to come out of her but at the end of it he just had to topple over because keep in mind he's still bleeding out yeah i think i that's what i got too i thought that that he was too weak because she was so, she'd been in there for so long. It was one of the harder ones, uh, and so he couldn't do it. Yeah, uh, but he tried. 
He gave it his best shot. Yeah. And so as a result, uh, Bob takes the takes Allison and Amber and Kyle's like, I'm not getting in that car, which was a little bit of a reminiscent of because, you know, Bob and Kyle talk earlier in the episode about how Kyle's dad sort of abandoned them. And so now Kyle's like determined to stick with his family. It's all he's wanted for the whole series, essentially. But now he's got to make a choice and he thinks he's doing the right thing. So he says, take him out of here. But. You know, the the people who are there after Kyle sort of wrestles with the sheriff, they let him go. And he right. walks away. Right. Because what they want is for him to stay. They That's what they want. Right. And like, because they know that he's drawing that, he's drawing him as being the beacon is drawing them to Rome. Mm-hmm. So they just need him to stay in Rome to keep drawing more demons. Amber's light is probably not as strong. Right. And they only need his. And her body, I mean, meaning like, all of these people are mortal, whether you are right. a demon or you are um, an outcast. And so I would assume it would be, uh, you know, a child would be in more danger. Yeah, this was sad. I mean, I think it was it was a sad moment because Kyle had just had the conversation mm-hmm. about how he would never be like his father. Yeah. But like the reality of your family being in danger and like the potential that you not being with them is safer yeah. was finally in front of him. And he made the exact same choice. Right. I think it was the right choice at the same time. I'm like, Amber's still a beacon. Like, and earlier Megan had asked like, okay, I, you've got the demon out of me, but like, is it out of me? Mm-hmm. Like, can it come back? Mm-hmm. And they kind of didn't answer that. Cause nobody knows. Yeah. And so the other question is like, oh, you leave Amber alone with Allison? Like, is Allison sure. just going to demon up again? No, that's you know? a great point. It's like a primer almost, like a demon primer. Yeah, or I mean, it, be. at least Amber at this point knows how to deal with it if her mom goes insane. But still. Like, yeah, it's not good. It just seems, it actually seems, it. it's a tough position because it's like, they're, they could be in danger either way. But they're clearly a little bit safer if they're not around right. me. Right. So. So that's the end of episode 207. Mm-hmm. And then lots happens in episode 208. So here so we are. Much. And it starts with Park overseeing a lethal injection. Yes, there's a there's a, a character return. Now, Blake, is this the same person from season one who was a cop? Yes, who, who killed got, his wife, who yeah. killed his best friend's wife, yes. like raped her and turned her into like a box. So I literally did not put that together until about 10 minutes ago <laughs> when I was looking down and I was like, why, Blake, wait a second. And mm-hmm. yeah, so oops. Yeah, so the, because there's been a couple of, I mean, uh, uh, Gabe Bateman returned yep. as Joshua yep. and his family returned this season which they don't return in the comic book right we never see them again and blake so far has never returned in the comic book yeah but we see him again in a really sort of pivotal role yeah this was not he's like a terminator essentially like this is not what i was expecting from this episode at all so the to me so there's the, the two biggest characters i would say in this episode are dr park and Blake. Mm. And they're two characters that are not in the comic right. book. And they don't have a counterpart in the comic book. Right. Where you can be like, okay, well, Blake is kind of like this guy. And Dr. Parker is kind of like this guy. Like, they, they just don't exist. But they're playing giant roles. Yes, in the series. In the series. And in what is getting set up to happen. Yes. Especially because, so Blake... Dr. Park oversees Blake's lethal injection and we cut to them in a coffee shop and then Blake is like, thanks for keeping me alive. And Dr. Park's like, I'm a doctor, so I know how to do that. That was crazy. That and, was so crazy. And we learned that the, the the reason he kept Blake alive is because Blake, for some reason, is the only demon to be fully merged with his host body in a way that makes him permanent and Mm. he's not dying. He's not coughing. He's not deteriorating, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because so much, like so much of what we've heard about the demon human merger is that it's a union in which both personalities are present. Uh And so far with most of the other people, it seems that way. But Blake is so much not his human version. Right. He's like almost 100% like this evil demon thing. So that's kind of leading us to believe that 
if there was a back and forth on if it's a bad thing, if it's a good thing. I mean, if you judge by Blake, it's real bad. And by Dr. Park. Totally. Well, but Dr. Park, something, I mean, I don't know. Like, we don't, we never really saw Dr. Park before he was merged, right? No. That we know of? No, that we know of. So, yeah, I don't know. Dr. Park seems like he was always a bad dude. Yeah, maybe. But, but, but I can't say that because I we don't know. We but in this know. episode, he's he's a real bad Oh, yeah. And he's gunning for Sydney's job. Right. Which Park is... wants to be the new assistant to the regional manager. Correct. I think Park actually wants to be the regional manager. Uh-huh. Oh, I think Park wants to be the president. Yeah, I, yes, you're right. But. CFO. <laughs> he. So I'm just going to skip right to skip Dr. It. Park because I'm going to. I want to yeah, talk about Dr. Park in a general way. So not only does he set Blake up and then have, set him on this chase to go hunt down Kyle and his family, but he then murders the council. Yes. <laughs> Poisons them so hard. He murders the entire council and is basically like, fuck the great merge. Yep. Fuck all your plans. Yep. Like, I don't care about the hierarchy of our people anymore. I want to live here and enjoy this mm-hmm. place. And I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. He actually uh, says, fuck the merge. Yeah. And I wrote, Park is not about the merge. Park is not about the merge. <laughs> and so just like, I don't know what's going on but i think one of the things in the comic books that we were talking about when they when the rev killed sydney was is there like they introduced the council of creepy old people and it was like is there a replacement sydney who's the next villain going to be and in the show it's so clearly blake and dr park Mm -hmm. Uh, and dr park is so machiavellian and so in charge that he's literally killed off. We've talked about how the demons have this organizational structure. And he's like, fuck your organizational structure. Fuck everything we've ever learned about yep. the demons. I'm going to reboot the whole thing yep. and just start a new plan. Yeah. And that's the next big villain. So I'm I'm excited to see what version of Dr. Park comes into the comic books. Because clearly there needs to be like... Something evil like post Sydney. Yeah. Well, so I want to talk about uh, Megan and the midwife. No. This <laughs> ish was cray. Okay. So we had talked about this. We had hypothesized right. months ago or episodes ago that, like, well, wait a second. We knew Megan was pregnant when you know she was possessed. She was possessed. And so, what does that mean? Right. And or does I, it mean anything? Or does it mean anything? And I actually could not believe that it actually came up in the show. Uh-huh. I was really surprised, but I think it's a very logical question It's 100% asked. a logical question. So Dakota sends Megan to this midwife. And, and of course, keep in mind, Megan trusts Dakota because they shared their horror stories of, right. oh, I ate this guy's face one time. <sighs> oh, I killed my husband. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> We're friends. Whatever. We're both pretty from the <laughs> So, okay, so Dakota's like, we don't have a doctor, but we have a midwife. So, like, go go check it. Like, she well, first of all, um, she told her she was pregnant, mm-hmm. and Dakota was like, Dakota, we still don't know. I still don't know if she's I good still or bad. Do, I still don't know about the whole lighthouse situation, right. but especially because, and we'll get into this after this because the mm-hmm. next thing I want to talk about is Simon. Yeah, it's we learn a lot more about Simon from this episode than we have in the yes. comics. And the fact that it's probably Simon who founded the lighthouse makes the lighthouse that more sinister. Totally. But they're also being portrayed in this very, like, sinister, ambiguous, like, we sound good, Uh like, Stepford Wife kind of creepy. Well, yeah, cults usually sound great when you you go to the general meeting, when you go to the intro (laughs) meeting where they buy you dinner. Okay, so... So the midwife. So Megan goes to the midwife. She has a total Rosemary's Baby moment yep. where this lady's like, eat this. And she's like, no, thanks. And then, oops, the tea I was drinking. Yep. So she falls over. She gets super hazy. And this midwife, like, what is her deal? She's just like, I'm going to abort your baby. Which is crazy because she starts with like, your baby's going to be a boy. Aren't you so happy? Why don't you take this pill and murder it? Like, what? I know. It was insane. That was crazy. And like, I get where she's coming from. She's like, you're having the devil's child. Right. Therefore, we have to like, not have the Antichrist be birthed. Rosemary's baby, bitch. totally get it. But at the same time, like, she doesn't know. She's in our position. Totally. She doesn't know whether the baby's been affected or not. So she's just saying, she's just saying. Better safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. Yep. Which is like, 
Not her call to make. Not her call to make. Yes. It's it's a hundred percent Megan's call to make. And if Megan is terrified, I, I would like if Megan was like, This is a demon baby and like I don't want it, I'm like, okay. But like Megan's like, I want this baby. So she can't just no. force abort no. her kid. No. Like, it's uh not a good situation. It's not a good situation. <laughs> so so but but oddly enough, Blake shows up. Well, first of all, okay, the Blake and Holly was the creepiest. Creepiest. Like I did not like that. I mean, meaning I just, as a viewer watching this man hang out with a child, a little girl in the woods. Um, so just to clarify, so Blake leaves Dr. Park, yes. goes to Kyle's house. Megan's at Kyle's house and he pretends that he's been saved yes. uh, by by the Reverend and Kyle to convince Megan to take him to the lighthouse yes. and find his peers. He then goes into the woods and finds Holly and they have... This, like, creepy sexual predator scene where nothing bad happens. No, nothing bad happens. But it's shot and directed and performed in a creepy sexual predator way. Yep. And it's disturbing. It's really weird. And then Holly accidentally basically explains to him that she's pregnant because she's like, my mom lies all the time. She vomits every morning and she pretends it's not happening, which an adult is immediately like, Girl, you mom pregnant. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So then he goes in, finds the midwife, kills her, yep. strangles she her. She recognizes that he's possessed, but as soon as she does, she's out the picture. Yep. And so that's sort of where we leave that. Yeah. And so that's interesting because it makes me think it's a demon baby. Right. But we also don't know for sure because Blake is also like on a path to like try to get to Kyle. So he may just be protecting Megan. Right. Like in that situation. Or just leverage using her right. as bait, essentially. Right. Like yeah. He's he's trying to maintain his cover as the good guy and therefore like um it would make sense for him if he walks into a situation where Megan's being force aborted that he'd stop that right. from happening. Yes. And that he killed the mid he maybe wasn't intending to kill the midwife, but as soon as she was like, Oh shit, you're a demon, he's like, Oh crap. No, uh, I, I gotta kill, kill you. you. Sorry. Sorry. Um, okay. And uh we gotta talk about the Rev and Sydney. Yes. Oh. But before Oh that, yeah, what was the thing? I want to talk about Simon. Simon. Because Simon we find out. So what Kyle starts doing this episode is going right. hang out with Bob right. and literally digging up the bodies. Yes. And we find out that Simon basically so so that Sydney has been on this mission to find there is this this other demon like Helen. Helen, basically the old assistant regional manager, the old Sydney back in yep. in Simon's time. Yep. Uh she had found a way to like Docilize outcasts. She had found a way to do what Sydney is trying to do. Yes, which is like gather outcasts together to create this giant light to call all the demons to Earth. And she had gotten the outcast to do her bidding. Mm-hmm. And so he was, that's what he was trying to do with that boy he had chained mm-hmm. up, was figure out how to convince, to like brainwash the outcast to be these like docile demon followers uh, and do what they're told. And he was kind of getting there with that kid, but I think more because that kid was psychologically traumatized and chained up. So it turns out that what Helen did was lobotomize them. Right. With a power drill. She Jeffrey Dahmered them. Yes. Because, fun fact, that is what Jeffrey Dahmer did. He drilled holes into (sighs) his victims' foreheads. To and filled them with acid, so the bodies would. St- Sorry, this is a little true crime facts for you. Jesus. So the bodies would still technically be alive, and some of them could even walk around. He was creating zombies. Oof. Um, yeah, it's a really uh, twisted story, but basically, she's domering them. I did not know that that's what Jeffrey Dahmer did. And now Jeffrey Dahmer is even more terrifying than I thought you he was. You need to listen to the four-part episode. Before. I listened to... It's a long story. It doesn't matter. Anyway. All right. So she Jeffrey Dahmer's these outcasts <laughs> to make sure literally to kill the human part of them. Right. But leave the outcast part of them right. alive. So their bodies are basically just vessels, like empty vessels for whatever is inside them. And then sits them in a circle... Uh, so that they can literally be a lighthouse, mm-hmm. which is why I'm creeped out by the fact that the church is called the lighthouse. So yeah. these outcasts can literally be a lighthouse so that the demons can can all find their way to Earth. And it works. That's a basically why Rome becomes so infested. Uh-huh. But then Simon shows up and 
But instead of saving these outcasts, even though they've been lobotomized or, like, keeping them safe, he shoots all of them. Mm -hmm. And then makes Bob bury them all. And that's why. And that's the last time Bob saw Simon. So Simon, it's not that I think Simon's evil, though that's pretty evil. But Simon is so far gone. Yeah. Into like reverend territory, yeah. into like we must protect the world at no matter yeah. the ethical or moral cost, that he's basically an evil good guy, which is why I'm scared of the lighthouse. And then at the end of the episode, we find out it's the, literally the panel yep. from the comic book where we find out that Simon's alive. Yep. And he's standing over Kyle's mom. And he set. stole Kyle's mom from the hospital. Right. Right, right, right. Which is what Kyle tried to do in yeah, season people, one. People in the show keep the Kyle's mom in the comic is just like chilling in a hotel Her room Kyle's in mom. that in that hospital room. She's like the the baton, like <laughs> pass the baton. But the show they just race. like keep trying to take her out of the hospital. Poor Kyle's mom. Um, um, okay, so speaking of the lighthouse, Sydney, Sydney and the Rev. Now I have a question. I felt like, and Tanya and I talked about this last week, that the Rev in the show and the Rev in the comics are very different. Very different. Um, And at this point, like, the Rev, and you and I have talked about this, like, Mm -hmm. after the Rev figured out that he didn't really kill Aaron, he was repentant. He felt bad. It was like, oh, my God. I have this second chance, like, you know, and, and he didn't seem like he was going to go off into crazy town. But I guess Sydney just brings out the worst in him. He does. Because the second the Rev saw Sydney tied to that chair, he was like, I'm going to bleed you out, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I just, so he, for me, in the show, he kind of went from zero to 60. Now, granted, I'm not discrediting or forgetting everything that has happened before, right? He did try to burn a oh, child. Oh, yeah. And Sydney, Sydney ruined the Rev's life. Yeah. I mean, humiliated him in front of the town, made him look like an insane person, sent Aaron to, um, oh, no, Aaron didn't do it. Sydney carved the, the, the yep. symbol into his chest, like... Don't get me wrong. And then he probably believes that then he sent Aaron to murder Patricia. Yes. yes and of like course. kind of make it look like he might have done it like Yes. So the Rev was just like, oh ho ho. I'm I'm gonna have a little fun with this. So he basically spends the whole episode like <laughs> carving Sydney up as he's alive. That's true. But the difference I I guess between TV show Rev and Converb is the TV show Rev does have enough restraint, at least for now. Yeah, he hasn't to not him. kill him. Yeah, because Comic Rev tries to carve that little cross in his chest and instead carves open a cross yep. in his chest. TV show Rev has the restraint to be like, I'm going to carve a cross in your chest just like you did to me because you made me a, mm-hmm. a, like a, a darker person, but I'm not you. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to murder you. Yet. Yet. And then there's a a whole bunch of dialogue that I actually really liked that was sort of a back and forth about, like, am I God? Am I, you know, Sydney basically being like, am I the devil? Sure. Am I God? Probably. I'm both. I'm all of it. And And everything in between. Every ramshackle. I wrote the line down because I I really It's a really great, it was a really great It was, um, I am the devil as much as I am God and every ramshackle deity in between. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's a great line. And that, to me, I'm going to say it. Uh, we haven't said this this season of the show. Mm-hmm. We said this at the last season of the show and the finale, and I'm going to say it again. Okay. It makes me think it's aliens. Aliens! <laughs> Here's why. Oh, my God. Here's why it makes me think it's aliens. Because <laughs> he's basically like, look, superstition and religion are the same thing. Yep. We're not evil. We're also not good. Right. We just are. Mm-hmm. Much like humans, humans are not evil. They're not good as a as a totality. Sure. They just are. There are they they exist on a on a spectrum of of goodness to evil. Yes. Um, and he's like, look, we just exist, and we've been coming here for a long time. We've been trying to immigrate here yep. for a long time, and you, at humanity, mm-hmm. decided to then create superstitions and religion right. around what you thought we were, and you created, you demon, literally demonized mm-hmm. us, and created all of this, like, pomp, circumstance, yeah. and bullshit to try and explain us. So your Christianity and your Buddhism and your superstition and your witchcraft and your all of it yep. is all the same bullshit just trying to explain us. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think if he that they're not a supernatural being. Right. And that that therefore to me only lives like if we're living in a world where there is no spiritual reality, there is only physical reality, then 
that makes them alien. And maybe they're aliens from the center of the earth yeah. and not from space. They seem interdimensional, right? Maybe they're because interdimensional. Isn't that like what we're to gather from, you know, the from books? The comics. Is that like they're it's not you're like you just said, it's not about spirituality in a way. It, it's about they live in a different place and they somehow came got sucked in here. Right. You know? Um well, uh, dimensional is interesting. Yeah. Like dimensional aliens. Yeah, and well, and that's the thing is that or or beings, I mean, when we think of aliens and we think of like a traditional gray or something. Right. That's not, not what these things not are. Right. But, um, and I've always been of the belief, especially when it comes to like, you know, this kind of mythology that you can either have a God and I'm using God in quote fingers or you can have aliens, but you can't have both. That's just like a personal <laughs> rule of mine because right. to me, it logically doesn't make sense. Right. Um, and so, you know, by Sydney being like, no, everything you think is just the same thing and it's us. Don't, you're wrong. It's just like, okay. But how is the Rev going to react to that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we, we really don't know. We really don't know. Because um, that sort of gets left on a little cliffhanger. And we still have, you know, two episodes left. Right. So Sydney's right. fate, will Sydney's fate be sealed in episode eight? Or I'm sorry, in episode nine or episode 10? Or no, will it Or will it at all? Um, because they're setting up a like Sydney Park battle that right. I, I kind of want to see. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that opens back up to like, are they evil? Are they good? Are they not? Are they both of yeah. those things? Because they're not one unified thing, except that another thing gets revealed in these two episodes that then comes to play at the end of this episode. So in this episode, what basically happens is that Kyle barges in and is basically like, Rev, what the f- are you doing? Why are you cutting up this man? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's the devil. And, uh, and then they talk about Simon. Right. And they talk about the lighthouse and the beacons and they talk about how he reveals to Sydney that Helen lobotomized the uh-huh. outcasts in order to, do- uh-huh. to make them docile. And then he starts choking up all this black goo. And so even though I probably think that Sydney's going to die mm-hmm. because he started choking up all that black goo and because the whole season has been like, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. They also revealed that the entities have a collective memory. Yeah. Yes. And yes. Therefore, yes. Yes. So by, he could. By him finding out yes. that they lobotomized That's the outcasts. Right. Park finds out they lobotomized the outcast. Blake finds out they lobotomized it. Like everyone mm. finds out they lobotomized. When Kyle was saying it right in front of Sydney, I was like, Kyle, oh, girl, step outside. What you doing? Step outside. But he doesn't know they have a collective memory, and it wouldn't be a problem if they did, unless Sydney gets away, which he always does. So, and well, by the way, collective consciousness isn't that a, a classic trope of aliens? It is. It is. Mm. But I like the interdimensional mm. thing because. There have been those theories in theology too. Like, is hell or heaven and hell? There are, there have been some theological theories that heaven and hell are literally physically other planets. Mm -hmm. And there have been uh, on one extreme, there have also been, you know, because a lot of scientists have been religious Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. There have been scientists and physicists who are like, maybe there are literal planes of existence in the physical world. And if there are planes of existence in the physical world, could consciousness be a multi-dimensional thing yeah and therefore like while we exist in the three-dimensional space because we're in our bodies when we leave our bodies is there a is there a possibility right. for a conscious to be able to exist in a in a different dimension sure um it's very event horizon it's very the, the, horizon. the hell and the other planet yeah and like anyway i love it i do too um okay but yeah that has a dimensional hell. yeah it's interdimensional Travel essentially, yeah. and Sam Neil. Well, you should watch Event Horizon. Right. I would also time. argue Hellraiser sure. is interdimensional. Absolutely, hell. Totally, um, absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, okay, so finally, the last thing we need to talk about is Giles and Rose. So basically, Giles gets out of let out of jail. The very nice officer mm-hmm. is like, "I trust you more than I trust that lady." Yep. Um, so, Rose comes home. Yep. So Giles goes home, Rose comes home, he finds her, she's freaked out, she's like, I messed up, this is not good. And Giles is like, all right, all right, you know, he said, he says, I got you. And then they sit and have a nice candlelit dinner, and they essentially just wait. Because they know she murdered someone. Yes. So they know the cops are coming, but they also know the cops are primarily demons. Right. So they're like waiting for the demons. Yep. And it's really creepy. Yeah, it's super, like, I just was, at first I was like, oh, oh, are we just going to have dinner? 
<laughs> is that what we're gonna do? They have this great like jazz music playing. Like it's mm-hmm. it's really fun. It's like it's upbeat and and they got the candlelight and they got their wine and they but got this beautiful like, meal. <clears throat> That's right. Butt clenched. Yeah, trying to act like everything's fine, but everything is so not fine. And then here comes uh, the sheriff, the new sheriff in town. Mm-hmm. And Giles is basically like, you don't want to come onto my property because I'm gonna shoot you. I have the right to. I know my rights. I put up that stuff around my house for you to stay away. And she's like, listen. And he's like, don't come near me. And she keeps taking those steps forward. That's right. And so Rose comes to the door. And obviously, I think, is her name Nunez? I think so. I think it is. And so she um, she knows that Rose is his Achilles heel. Mm. She knows. And so she's been threatening Rose. Like, anytime she has an interaction with Giles, it's less about, like, I'm going to mess up your job, which is what the mayor was doing. He was like, you wouldn't want to get fired, would you? or whatever. I'm going to put someone else in charge. But she knows that Rose is his weakness. And so she's, like, threatening to shoot Rose and or hurt her. And Giles shoots her in the leg first. Right. And, and then she sh- tries to shoot Rose. But then she's like, all right, I'm going to shoot Rose now. And fortunately, she misses, but Giles then... Puts her down. Oh, man. He shoots her right in the head. Just puts her down. I mean, and that's it. And then, then the last we see of Giles is him loading up the truck, right? Right. And Well, and I, I loved that line because Rose is still, like, somewhat traumatized by having to have killed her best friend and by, like, the reality of everything that's going on. And I love that line because Giles is so much about his love for her. Yeah. That he's like, I guess we're both in the same boat now. Because we, we, we've now both killed a bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, they're not in a good situation. They're not. They're not. Um, I have a feeling they're going to end up with Kyle and Faye. I have a feeling that, like, the season's going to end in some ways parallel to the books where, like, they all come together in one place. To fight. To fight. Um, well, there's a freaking arsenal that Bob has, right? Yeah. Remember when he's opening up his refrigerator full <laughs> yeah. of guns? Yeah. Can I just say I heart Bob? I love Bob. Bob's the best. I love Bob. Again, I wonder, like, is there going to be a Bob... Type. Type in the comic Sure. Books? No, that's a valid um, question. I feel like we've somehow both... Like, we're somehow both behind on the comic books because Simon hasn't shown up and right. become part of Kyle's life. But we're also weirdly ahead. Yeah, for sure. Like it's, it, the, I don't know where we are. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens. I am too. Only two episodes left. All right. Oh boy. And a new issue next week. And a new issue. There's going to be a lot of Outcast happenings. There's so much. Well, all right, Mike Cruz. Thank you for chatting Outcast with me. Yeah, this was, was awesome. It was super fun. We had a lot to go over today. It we was did. like a very dense two episodes, we but did. I'm glad we did it. Um, thank you guys for listening. Per usual, don't forget to send us tweets. And send us uh, and send us Facebook posts um, at all the res- uh, respective um, locations. And basically, if you want the one and only out, or I'm sorry, uh, Skybound Hub, you can just go to Skybound.com. The new and improved. The new and improved. Skybound. And if you go to like outcastofficial.com or thewalkingdead.com, it'll just forward, it'll forward you to the right place. It'll go to skybound.com slash yeah. thewalkingdead or skybound.com slash outcast. But it's a whole new layout. We're still working on it. It's still in process, but we wanted to like launch it and then just start fixing it and playing with it. So I, go play with it. I, I played with it this morning, actually. Yay. And I, like I said earlier, when I signed up for the Insider, but I, I really liked it. Dope, dope, dope. All right, my crews, I'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.